Hi, it's Dr. Ayomize here, and welcome to Master Plan Marriage, where we focus on the master and his plans for all marriages, mine and yours included. Hey everyone, today we are talking about intimacy, and we're just going to jump right in. Okay, so we're going to start with the definition of intimacy. We'll talk about the types of intimacy, and then we'll also discuss ways to increase intimacy along those different types and go from there. So let's get into it. When we think about intimacy, you do a quick Google definition, look up what dictionary.com has to say or Oxford Dictionary. Um, Here's what you'll find. Um, Intimacy is a close familiarity or friendship, closeness, emotional warmth, uh, usually denotes mutual vulnerability, openness, sharing, okay? When I think of intimacy, I've heard this said so many times, and maybe you have, I think of the breakdown of the word, into me see, okay? It's a deep knowing, if you will. And then I, I came across a Focus on the Family article, and I loved how it talked about the intimacy into me see is a blending of our heart with another's so we can see into who they really are and they can see into us so it's a mutual deep knowing into each other seeing the other okay and so with that said I also always want to think of the Bible and how um, relationships are described there and this this intimacy. You're not going to find the actual word intimacy in the Bible, but here are a couple of verses that bring us a little bit closer to an understanding uh, biblically. So we have Genesis 2, 24, uh, uh, and and that's a scripture that's often said on this podcast, um, which is, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So that joining together, becoming one, there's something intimate about that that is required to people joining together and becoming one, okay? And then we have Genesis 4, verse 1 and Genesis 4 verse 25 so verse 1 and verse 25 of this same chapter um, sort of denotes intimacy in a very similar way verse 1 says now Adam knew Eve his wife and she conceived and bore Cain saying I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord and verse 25 says and Adam knew his wife again and she bore a son and called his name Seth For she said, God has appointed for me another offspring instead of Abel, for Cain killed him. So we see here this idea of knowing that Adam knew his wife and then knew his wife again um, suggests a level of intimacy. And from that came children born out of that. Now, of course, let me say, let me make clear that intimacy, physical intimacy, um, is not the, the... is not um the sole purpose for physical intimacy is not procreation that's just one of the the uh results um of physical intimacy Uh, and then we'll get into that um later on but just the idea that knowing his wife that 
was how the Bible describes their joining together and, I mean, having sex <laughs> in, in a nutshell, right? And so just a few scriptures that give us an idea of intimacy. And um, we'll get into some others that talk about relationships um, and how we can use that to describe different types of intimacy. And so with that, I want to get into the different types of intimacy in relationships. Now, um, okay, let me just go ahead and get started and then I'll, I'll track back. So when you think of different types of intimacy, it lines up with what I was speaking about last week in terms of connectivity, that there are different types, right? You think of physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And so it's very similar to a marriage where in order to be intimate, um, you have to consider all of these aspects. It's not just physical intimacy. People think intimacy, it automatically jumps to the physical. Um, And then, dare I say, like, just jumps to sex. (laughs) And there's more to physical than sex. And we'll get into that as well. But there are different components of intimacy that is important in a marriage. A healthy marriage has all of these components. It's a sum of these different parts. And so when I was thinking about intimacy and I was thinking about the different types of intimacy, I went and I searched um, and I came across a couple of articles. And I thought it was pretty cool because one article was biblically based. It was on Bible.com, Bible.org, excuse me. And I'll attach that link to the episode details um, at the end. And the other article I came across was from a very a secular um, forum uh, called Well and Good. It was wellandgood.com. I'll include that as well, only as a reference point for some of the things that I speak about, but know that biblically sound is what we want, right? So, um, but I won't... I won't throw out everything that they said. So I'll explain. You'll understand more as I go. Um, but And I'll put the disclaimer in the details um, later on. Okay, so these two articles, right? They both talked about different types of intimacy. And the well and good um, non-biblical based article div- divided the types of intimacy into four types and it was what I said you have the physical the spiritual emotional and mental okay um and the details of some of them yeah like I said because it's not biblical reference it's it's very it's it's more worldly um so something like spiritual they're not talking spiritual like a believer would be speaking about spirituality okay so again keep that in mind but I did want to just point out that they had four types of intimacy the physical spiritual emotional and mental all right whereas the bible.org article on intimacy I loved how they divided the types of intimacy because it lines up with the word and I'm not going to recreate it (laughs) what they said I'll just um, let me start with the scripture that they used and I should stop saying they because it was a person who wrote it. His name is Gregory Brown. <laughs> so Mr. Brown 
um, wrote this article and I really liked the way that he described it. So he used, he starts with the scripture, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And it says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So where I want to focus on is the fact that the whole person is described as spirit, soul, and body, okay? And just really quickly, you know, we have the body, that's self-explanatory. The spirit is what God places inside of us and belongs to God. And the soul, now the soul is the seat of the mind, um, the, the will, the desires of an individual and some uh, the emotions as well um and some will describe that as as the personality the personality of an individual okay so we have body mind and excuse me body soul and spirit and that is biblically sound okay and so he's using those three to describe the three parts of intimacy and so just like um just like the individual has the three parts that make them whole, body, soul, and spirit, the three parts of intimacy have to be cultivated um, in order to have complete intimacy, right? And if one of these or two of these are missing, then the couple will lack the intimacy that God desires for us. Okay, so all three must be continually cultivated. So how does Mr. Brown describe the three um, types of intimacy using body, soul, and spirit? So body, obviously, the physical, right? And um, physical uh, sexuality, uh, physical form of intimacy. The spirit is spirituality, okay? And then he, he defines the third part which goes with the soul being friendship as a type of intimacy. And so he defines the friendship as being able to share one's life, thoughts, fears, and concerns with one another. So when I looked at both articles and I thought about how he uh, broke it down into three, body, soul, and spirit, and corresponding physical intimacy, um, friendship and spiritual intimacy and then I looked at the other card article from well and good that describes it as physical mental emotional and spiritual I can see the alignment what happens here and I hope this is is making sense without visuals but that's why I'm going to include the link so you can see the visuals for yourself is what, what aligns is that the friendship piece that Mr. Gregory Brown is speaking about coincides with the emotional and mental forms of intimacy that the Well and Good article is discussing. And so I don't think there's contradiction there. I think it's just a different way of describing it. And so I say all of that to say the way that I would like to describe it moving forward is um, we have our spiritual intimacy that coincides with the spirit we have our physical intimacy that coincides with the body and in terms of what coincides with the soul let's just go ahead and call it mental and emotional intimacy 
and you'll see why I'm, I'm, I'm making a point to define these because um, I think it does us well when we have clear definitions moving forward so just to recap right we have I know it might sound like I'm being repetitive I just wanted to make sure it's clear so we have our physical intimacy we have our spiritual intimacy and then we have our emotional and mental intimacy that go hand in hand to describe the soul um, when we're talking body spirit and soul and the whole idea again is that just like the body spirit and soul work together to to be who we are um, when we talk about intimacy, when we talk about two, two becoming one flesh, we want to make sure that body, spirit, and soul are being intimate. We don't want just body intimacy, <laughs> you know. We don't we and neglect the spiritual and the soul pieces, right? We want all intimacy. We want all pieces um, to come together all of these components to come together to make a healthy marriage. All right. Now that I've belayed that point, <laughs> um, let's talk about each of these. Okay. So I want to start with the spiritual intimacy and, um, and what does that actually look like? Right. So spiritual intimacy, you're talking two spirits coming together and that's really, um, really focusing on the spiritual growth of the couple, right? And so obviously it starts with individual growth, spiritual connection to God um, individually. But collectively, it's also important. And, and you know, I, I alluded to some of this last episode when we we're talking about connectivity, right? So it's important that as a couple, you are praying together on a consistent basis. Whatever that looks for you, look what whatever that looks like for you and your spouse, just make sure it's priority that you are praying together. You are also reading the word together, taking the time and cracking that Bible open together, reading, looking at it, discussing, bouncing ideas off one another, asking questions. Um, is just a healthy practice to to um, get involved in so make sure you're reading the word together um, or you know sometimes it, it may not be that you're actually sitting down together but you've decided that you're going to follow a plan together I mean technology has making made it so easy in these days that you don't have to be in the same room necessarily right and, and what I mean by that is like, okay, you, you join a version plan together. Or you just simply decide, hey, we're going to read the book of Ezekiel together. Okay, we're going to make sure we're done with chapter one before Wednesday. Whatever the case is, right? And you each go and you do your own time of study. And then you come together. And then you have that time to now, okay, what did you get? What did you get? So it, it, it doesn't have to look one way is my point. But the idea of coming together, having read or reading God's word together to discuss, to grow um, is, is, is essential, okay? And so not just praying, not just reading, but worshiping God with others regularly, right? Do not forsake the assembly of my people is what the word of God says. And we don't want to, we also know that we're not to be 
islands of our own. We know that as individuals, like we're not to be on an island of our own, uh, worshiping God in our own little bubble, but we're to connect with other believers and fellowship, right? So much more with the marriage too, right? It's not just the two of you on an island of yourself, um, by yourself, but that you are to be in communion with other believers and, um, it's, it's important. It's important for your marriage. It's important for you as individuals to come together and worship with others regularly. So make that a priority. So then, that means going to two separate churches is not the best thing for your marriage. You know, going to two different fellowships may not be the best thing for your marriage. It's worshiping with others, worshiping as a couple together with others on a regular basis. And then lastly, I would say serving God and others together. So find a ministry that you both can connect to and get involved. Um, We spoke last week about um, hospitality, being able to host others in your home as a couple that's important um serving youth serving the homeless whatever it is do it together can you have other ministry opportunities that are separate absolutely absolutely you know you might have a passion you as the husband may have a passion for pouring into young men okay obviously your wife is not going to be a part of that Um, So there are ministries and serving opportunities that may happen separately, uh, but also make sure that you are working together, serving in one capacity or another as a unit, for you are a unit. Amen? So that that, that would be spiritual intimacy. And um, now I would say just I, I want to go into the friendship or, like I put it, emotional and the mental intimacy, okay? So when, I'm going to talk about each one separately, but remember, it's just, we're all, it's all collective in terms of the soul, in terms of when we talk about the soul being the mind, the emotions, being our will, right? And so mind and emotions, that's mental and emotional, intimacy and so that's why I've joined them together to represent the soul okay so we want that to be a place of intimacy let's talk about emotional intimacy and we talk about emotional intimacy it's again creating that safe space to be able to share with one another if intimacy is into me see you're seeing into someone else's heart and they're able to see into you that's that's not just for anyone and everyone right that is that's something special and unique to that relationship and when we talk about marriage even more necessary to safeguard and to protect um but it it's it's a risk you know um but it's a risk worth worth taking if you understand um what it means to be in a marriage and so emotional intimacy is essential it's essential that your partner feels comfortable um, feels that you have created a safe space for them to be able to share their deepest you know feelings um, and that they a place where they can feel affirmed a place where they can feel cared for um, a, a place where 
there's genuine interest. Like I genu- I'm genuinely interested in how you feel. Okay. Um, I think sometimes I'm bothered by uh, labels and uh, labels that oh women are too emotional. Oh men don't have emotions. Like who said? <laughs> who said um, we have Jesus who wept unashamedly? You know we have <laughs> we have God. Um, having no no sex or gender ascribed to him who demonstrates um tenderness the way that a mother would right who demonstrates uh boldness who demonstrates all all emotions and he's not limited and so why would we be limited in terms of the emotions that we're able to share and how much more in a marriage where it should be like an egg like protected and so that's how that's that's how we can grow um, intimately on an emotional level, creating that safe space, being affirming and caring and interested in each other's feelings. Okay. And so now the mental intimacy. I feel like that's something that isn't talked about a lot, but it's really cool. And um, reading the article from Well and Good, um, I liked how they talked about the mental intimacy, view it as like a meeting of the minds, right? Like having meaningful conversations, sharing your values, your interests, like your passion, what gets you going, you know? And and that reminds me of the face-to-face that I was talking about in the connectivity episode about like looking at each other and like knowing, getting to know one another in every season and like what what gets you going husband what gets you going wife what excites you what's your passion the meeting of minds like what's mentally stimulating and 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 bring that up between one another um (laughs) that's a beautiful thing to be able to to excitedly share with your partner your dreams your visions your goals um there's something that you guys might be doing something doing together like a business venture and you know you're excited and being able to share that being able to ask questions being able to engage one another on a mental level and I think that that's even uh, what I say even more important or something happens when when children come come into the play with I think with every aspect of intimacy children add a new dimension but I you know let me speak for myself right so if so me having two girls that I have the pleasure of spending majority of my day with (laughs) I am not mentally stimulated um if you get what I'm saying right like I I am talking with children all day (laughs) and so there is nothing like when my husband comes home and the girls are are to bed (laughs) because that's the time we can actually talk and I can have a conversation about the economic affairs of the United States currently you know (laughs) which we just recently discussed it's just different it's just a nice way to connect and no, it, it, it's not limited to people who stay at home with their children. Um, it, it's for everyone. It's for every couple to be able to have these opportunities. And then the other piece that I like about the mental 
intimacy. It's not just, you know, the conversations, the deep conversations, but it's also like playing board games, um, being competitive, right? Like, um, I don't, you know, just playing, playing games where it's stimulating and it's challenging and you're against one another and it's that friendly competition. It just gets you going. Like, again, connecting on a different level, connecting in a different way. Um, and you see, you get to see your, your, your spouse's personality and, um, enjoy that time with one another but that's part of mental intimacy and so maybe it's not even something that you thought of but that you guys are doing keep doing it and if it's something that you realize oh you know we don't really talk on that level or we don't really engage on that level well get to it girl get to it guy <laughs> all right so that's mental intimacy and then so emotional mental intimacy under the under the category of soul, feeding the soul, joining the two souls together. So we talked about spirituality, the joining of two spirits, talked about um, the, the mental and emotional intimacy, joining of two souls. And now we have the physical intimacy, joining of two bodies. And okay, so physical intimacy, what uh, so many people often think about as just sex it's not just sex physical intimacy is anything physical it's hugging kissing massages um cuddling proximity which is just being next to each other that side by side near um and then of course you know sexual touch and 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 sex (laughs) so think about all of those things when we talk about physical intimacy and so with physical intimacy you know, just to be clear, God is the one who has created sex. God has created physical intimacy. God has created all of these um, types of intimacy. And now physical intimacy um, was meant, was created by God to be a powerful means of increasing intimacy in marriage. Okay. Um, And so it's important to just know that 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 is the ultimate purpose, right? Well, to give God the glory is the ultimate purpose because everything we do is for his glory. Um, but physical, physical intimacy is set to increase in powerful levels our overall intimacy in marriage. Um, it's something that is rightfully enjoyed within the context of marriage okay obviously we know that um, it can occur um, outside of marriage but it's rightfully enjoyed um, according to God's will um, within the context of marriage and so you know it's like I said it's one of the means of unity and intimacy in marriage it's a means of procreation. It's a means of pleasure and enjoyment. It's a means of serving one's spouse. Um, and it's also a means of protection for sec- from sexual immorality and other temptations. Um, so I'm going to leave that there because I actually want to spend a whole um, separate episode, and I will, on um, physical intimacy God's creation, sex being God's creation, and I want to go into a lot more detail about about physical intimacy. Well, let me just say about sex, um, how 
God defined sex, how the world has defined it, and what does that mean for us believers in a nutshell. So that's a little um, glimpse into what you can expect next. Um, and um, yeah, so I'll stop there with the physical intimacy. We'll go into more detail on the next episode. But I did want to speak about um, just just how we spoke about the three the three different types of intimacy right um i do want to say i do want to end with that before you can even dive into these different types of intimacy and intimacy with your spouse i have to outline how important it is to um, start with the first intimate relationship with god and that's the one that we've been gifted freely through jesus christ and so before you can have a healthy marriage that has all three components of intimacy, um, physical intimacy, spiritual intimacy, and mental and emotional intimacy, it is necessary that you have an intimate relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with God through Jesus Christ. And it is important, it's, it's, it's essential to take the time to draw near unto the Lord. So wherever you are at this time, whatever your relationship is with Jesus, um, I implore you at this time, um, especially if you are here, you desire to have a marriage that glorifies him, please make sure that you are spending the time on a consistent basis to grow closer to your creator and he has given us jesus christ he has deposited his holy spirit in us so we are equipped and we have everything we need to grow intimately with our father okay so that's that's what i want to leave you with as we talk about intimacy in our marriages and let me pray father in the name of jesus Blessed and holy God, you are worthy. I thank you, Lord, for all that you have deposited in our spirits today. I pray that you would help us to grow, one, intimately with you through Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God, that we have this opportunity. We have Jesus. um, We have the Holy Spirit. And we can grow nearer to you. You are not too far, but you are right here with us desiring relationship, showing us what intimacy looks like. And it starts with a relationship with you, Lord. And I pray that you would help us to foster that. I pray that secondly, Lord, that we will prioritize our marriages and we will grow intimately with our husbands and our wives, God. I pray that you would help us to grow um, in, in every aspect of intimacy, be it physically, be it spiritually, be it mentally and emotionally, Lord God, that we would draw nearer to one another and as you have stated that you have taken man and woman and joined them together to be one flesh lord god that we with our spouses would be joined uh, we'd be one flesh we'd be one soul one body one mind um, one spirit for your glory god for your glory and yours alone I pray that you would come against anything and everything that wants to divide, that wants to separate, that wants to bring about confusion, God. I pray, God, that your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. Love y'all. Bye.